Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. It's Friday, October the 6th, and you're very welcome to another edition of the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. With me in studio are politics editor Pat Leahy. Pat, it is that time of the year. It comes around about three or four times a year when the Irish Times runs an extensive opinion poll. Yesterday, we had the state of the parties and the party leaders, and we'll come to that a little later. Uh, But first, uh, this morning, Friday morning, um, the latest state of play on the popular view on the Eighth Amendment. Yeah, so we asked, I mean, we've we've polled a fair bit over the last uh, year on this subject and I suppose we've tried to gather what public opinion is on various aspects uh, of it. So in our last poll, we asked in the wake of the Citizens' Assembly, we put the Citizens' Assembly questions to the public to, uh, to see what their view of it was. And uh, given that we're now at a different stage of the process and the uh, question of repealing the Eighth Amendment is currently being discussed by the Oireachtas All Party Committee, they will make a recommendation to the government by the end of the year. The government will then decide its position and will then put a proposal of some uh, uh, of some description to the Oireachtas because, of course, the government does not have a majority in the Oireachtas. Uh, the Oireachtas will then decide and if the Oireachtas decides to put a question in a referendum to the public, that uh, will probably take place next May or June, the Taoiseach has indicated. So one of the questions that will be considered over the coming weeks uh, and months at the Oireachtas Committee is what sort of referendum, if any, uh, uh, there should be. So we picked uh, a number of uh, three basic options. We asked people uh, if they would, uh, what sort of referendum should be uh, put to the people, if any. So we asked them if they uh, should allow, if if they would like a vote to take place on abortion in limited circumstances. We mentioned rape. Uh, fatal fetal abnormalities, threat to the life of the woman. Are we asked if they would uh, prefer uh, a referendum uh, to allow abortion in all circumstances up to the 22nd week of pregnancy or if they would like no referendum at all? 10% said they wanted no referendum uh, at all. 57% said they wanted a referendum on abortion in limited circumstances and 24% uh, asked, uh, suggested that they would prefer a referendum uh, on to allow more liberal access to uh, abortion. What do you read into those numbers? For example, looking at those numbers, it strikes me that that 24% of people who want a referendum on abortion in all circumstances may include um, people in the anti-abortion camp who believe that such a, such a proposal would be defeated. This, I suppose, is a political rather than a uh, statistical question, uh, if you like, and it may well um, it may well do. One of the things that uh, one of the things about one of the features of this political debate at the moment is that people who are campaigning, many people who are campaigning for a repeal of the eighth, want the same thing 
to come out of uh, want, want the same thing as people who are campaigning to keep uh, the Eighth <coughs> Amendment, people on the anti-abortion side. Both think they can win a referendum which would allow for uh, abortion in, uh, in, in all or in most circumstances. Our polling, and not just this poll, but repeated polls, would tend to suggest that uh, the, such a referendum would not pass. It's fairly clear today from, uh, from this poll that a referendum which allowed for abortion in all circumstances up to 22 weeks would not, uh, would not pass. 50% of people say they're against that. 35% uh, say, they would, uh, say they would vote for it. And in, That's entirely in keeping with, with And in terms of then the other question which you asked, a referendum on abortion in limited circumstances, that's a 70% yeah. yes and a 17% no, mm. which 12% don't know. Um, there has been some criticism of, of the methodology or perhaps more accurately the, the questioning here. Is this the same questioning as we've asked in previous polls? No, we've asked, uh, we've asked, we've come at the issue a number of different, uh, a number of different ways. We've asked the substantive uh, issue people's views on it. We uh, we did that earlier this year or at the end of last year. In the wake of the, as I mentioned earlier, in the wake of the Citizens' Assembly, we specifically put the Citizens' Assembly questions, the questions that the Citizens' Assembly had voted on after its months of deliberation. We put those uh, to people uh, to see what they, uh, to see how they would vote on them. And in this poll, what we've tried to do is try to figure out what sort of a referendum people favour. And in the various oh, oh, options well, then. Well, can, how, can I ask you then in, in relation to that, because you have an accompanying analysis piece uh, um, pointing out that there is a kind of a, um, that this poll reflects the landscape of Irish opinion over the last two years have sort of reflected something like this, which is a dissatisfaction, uh, to put it mildly, with the current arrangements and a desire to liberalise access to abortion, but not to the extent that you might see it in other countries, most obviously, for example, for, for example, in the UK. I, I think if you were, uh, if you were to summarise all the polls that, uh, that we've done in this and many other polls um, that, that I've seen on that, that would be it. Obviously, it's a, an enormously complex and emotive um, uh, subject. Uh, but if you were to summarise it in one sentence, I think that's probably what it would be. I think to that should be added a couple of, uh, of other important points. It's very clear that there is overwhelming support for changing Ireland's uh, abortion laws, for making them uh, much less, uh, considerably less strict, for relaxing to put, it, uh, to put it like this, for relaxing Ireland's strict ban on abortion. Uh, so the question, I think, then becomes change to what? And that's, I suppose, what, we're, what we've been trying to come at in these questions, but, but also in, in the other polls well, that we've I, done I, in this I suppose over the last the question, 12 months. The question that, that I would have is the, the two options which are given to vote in a referendum to allow abortion in limited circumstances or to vote in a referendum to allow abortion in all circumstances, that doesn't actually propose to, um, um, to the people we're asking the question of what is probably the most likely outcome or is certainly quite a possible outcome of the current uh, parliamentary process, which is a proposal to repeal the Eighth Amendment that would be the proposal put to the people. And obviously, it almost certainly there will be associated political proposals for legislation that would follow, but that 
people are unlikely to be asked, it seems to me, to have a new wording specifying the circumstances in which abortion may be legislated for in Ireland. Or think, do, you, do, you, do you disagree I, with me on I, that? I, I think that, I do slightly, yeah, I think that <laughs> remains, uh, I think that remains to be seen. And but at the so, very least, it's a possibility, well, isn't it? Well, well, it is. But if you think the Citizens' Assembly uh, itself recommended not uh, uh, repeal, uh, an outright repeal of the, um, of the Eighth Amendment, but recommended that the, uh, uh, that the Eighth Amendment be amended, sp- specifically allowing for the Oireachtas um, to, I don't think uh, I'm to alone deal with that. In, in, but also in, I, I don't think I'm alone in discerning s- some distinct unease in the, uh, in the pro-choice side at the implications of that recommendation, because after all, it undercuts the fundamental argument made by, uh, made by pro-choice campaigners probably for two decades, which is that wording on this issue should never be in the Constitution, the Constitution because, is, too, yeah. because the, the ethics and the science and everything else of the issue are too complex to be reflected in a, in a constitutional issue. Um, and should be legislated no, I, for I, I think one way or the other. I think you're correct that there is considerable unease at that um, at that recommendation. But also, we we polled on this before. I think at the end of last year as well, asking people, did they want a straight repeal or did they want the uh, Article forty three three, the Eighth Amendment? Did they want that to be amended itself? And uh, and they were more in favour of uh, of amending it. Ultimately. This will be the the question that is put before the people will be a matter for politicians to decide. And I think it's quite clear that whatever either campaigning side uh, is saying about uh, about their preference, that politicians are moving towards something which uh, which offers a uh, a limited a uh, limited extension of Ireland's abortion laws. But, but, but hold on, hold on a second. Perhaps including that in the but I am uh, going to be in, in, the, in, in the Constitution. Okay, because, because these, these devils are very much in the detail and are going to be on the next one. In my view, for what it's worth, which is very little admittedly, it is extremely unlikely that the people are going to be asked to vote in a referendum, and I quote, to allow abortion in all circumstances up to the 22nd week of pregnancy. I cannot imagine a political process over the next six months which will lead to a referendum with wording of that sort. I can imagine a referendum on the repeal of the Eighth Amendment, or I can possibly imagine a referendum on a modified form of the Eighth Amendment, which allows uh, which allows abortion in 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 some circumstances. But I cannot I cannot conceive of a situation in which the current political arithmetic will arrive at a question of that sort being asked. Well, uh, I think what will happen undoubtedly is that there will be a, a constitutional and legislative package, but the legislative package will will have no legal standing. Sure. Uh, on the day of the referendum. It will merely be a proposal. And what we've seen in the past, that there is sort of a reluctance or a mistrust on behalf of people to to hand this over completely to the politicians. And, uh, I mean, we'd wait and see what comes out of the, uh, comes out of the, Eighth, uh, the Eighth Amendment Committee and what the government and the Dáil subsequently, uh, subsequently decide. But it's quite clear, and we did report on a story last week about a discussion amongst Fine Gael ministers, which uh, didn't come to a conclusion, but certainly the tenor of the discussion and confirmed with other, uh, with other ministers since is that they cannot put something to the 
that they will not put something to the people that they don't believe has a fair degree of a uh, fair degree of success. I, I understand all that. I, I, I have no doubt that there will be, uh, you know, complex and probably quite torrid debates at times over, the, the, over, over those issues. But I'm just saying that we are putting a question to the people in our opinion poll, which I cannot see any political circumstance in which that question will be put. I can certainly see a question in which, uh, I can certainly see a, a circumstance arising in which uh, a referendum on repeal or retain are the two options and with some associated legislation, which as you say is a, is a matter for, for the Oireachtas. But I can't see this particular proposition being put to the people. And I just wonder, there's so much confusion around this issue and I realise it's so difficult uh, to, to, to phrase these polls in a way that accurately captures public opinion, which in itself is probably quite fluid till we actually see what we're really presented with. But I just, I just wonder about, you know, about the merit well, of I, phrasing I the, the question f- that way. Well, wonder away. <laughs> but um, I'm phrasing I, I think, a question, the, question, question which is not going to be asked of them. I think the, sub- the substantive question perhaps as a, a standalone in, in, in referendums or, uh, or as a referendum and legislative package is between these two options, is between a limited access and, uh, and, and, and much, more, much more liberal access. I think that's the that's Yes, that's but the there fundamental is a key issue. point in that, that there's, a, there, there's an even more fundamental point in that, which is whether that, that choice is made at the constitutional level or at the legislative level. And that's a key point of principle to go back to what I was saying earlier no, about whether so I, any of this sure should be. Whether any of this, well, it's a point of principle certainly. I think for it's a point of principle certainly for a large amount of people. I think on 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 the pro-choice side about whether there should be thing, about mm. whether well, it's mm. a point of principle mm. for them, and they're one of the sets mm. of protagonists in this uh, about whether whether this issue should be in the constitution at all. Well. I mean, that's that's a that's, that's a view you're, yeah. you're and everybody else I, and is not, entitled I, I, to what we're what we're doing I'm, is I'm not, not I'm, I'm not no sorry I'm not I expressing that as my view I'm just I'm just you know I'm yeah. I, I'm wondering about how effectively we're capturing the likely responses to the propositions well which it, which it, may well be in a sense in a sense we don't know what the propositions are are uh, are going to be and I think it's important to make. Very clear. We are not operating to any sort of agenda or trying to produce some sort of responses. Mm. What we're trying to do and have been trying to do in repeated polls over the last year is get a picture of where public opinion is on it. And from that, extrapolate forward how people are likely to vote. And in this poll, I think what we've done is set out a fairly useful guider for the people who will make this make the decision what to uh, what to put before the people. And ultimately, it's a matter for. Uh, it will be a matter for uh, you know for the electorate themselves. Everybody, I suspect, will get their uh, will get their say on this. Um, I think what we're trying to do is to illuminate as best we can where where public opinion we, is on take, this. And just a very last question on this: If we take because there was some controversy over the last week in relation to the repeal of the eighth march and Sinn Fein's participation or not fully wholehearted participation in it, and, uh, and that illuminated the fact that Sinn Fein's position, for example, which is a significant party in the Oireachtas, is to repeal the eighth amendment but to introduce uh, legislation which would be relatively restrictive. So, in other words, that's a political position which would end up in the in the situation which I think is supported by 70% or so in our poll today. 
And that may be the question that uh, that is put, but there may be other questions. Uh, there may be other questions as well, and I think that, as previous polling has uh, has suggested, that there is, and I think I mentioned it earlier, there is a nervousness and reluctance to leave the settlement of the substantive question to politicians. Uh, it may well be that um, that when you know when it comes down to it, that people will want. The uh, uh, will want the Eighth Amendment out of the Constitution completely and the matter handed over to the Oireachtas to legislate for. But the polling would tend to suggest not. Uh, that may change. People's views may change uh, over the course of the uh, over the course of, of of a long campaign. Certainly, it, it would appear that the views of many people at the citizens' assembly changed over the course of the discussion. At it, that may be what happens. I don't. I suspect that the national abortion debate will be different in character to the deliberation. Well, it's uh, bound to be, it's bound to be really for sure. Yeah, but but you know, we don't uh, uh, we don't know that. And um, what we do know. For now, I think, as and this poll bears it out, as other polls have, is that the middle ground on um, on this question is pretty cautious, pretty conservative, wants change certainly, but is nervous of how far that change might go, and I think politicians on the committee in government and in the Oireachtas will have that uppermost in their minds when they come to frame the question. Right. Um, state of the parties and state of uh, Leo Varadkar, who seems to have got quite a bounce in yesterday's part of our poll. Yeah, um, I suppose, you know, we would normally be first discussing the state of party support because that's kind of, after all, the more, you know, substantive uh, element of the poll. But there was really very little change in party support uh, since our last poll uh, back in May. But of course, since May, uh, something rather significant uh, has happened in Irish politics, and that's the uh, election of new Taoiseach. So I suppose one of the central questions we have about political dynamics at present is how is that going to play? What difference will Leo Varadkar make to the fortunes of, uh, of Fine Gael, of the government? What effect will he have uh, on, um, on political choices? And uh, what we see, first of all, is very high approval ratings, 49%, um, which of course is less than half, but by the standards of these things is a very high approval rating for any Irish Politician, so that uh, uh, that I think is something to take note of. We also see that uh, I think it's forty five percent of people believe that um, Leo Varadkar has made a positive impact on government. Now, what it hasn't done is shifted government satisfaction or Fine Gael's share of the vote in any substantive manner. There's a gradual increase in Fine Gael's vote that has been occurring since the last year, paralleled by a gradual increase in, uh, in Fianna Fáil's vote. But um, Leo Varadkar hasn't affected the political landscape in terms of party support. What his own personal numbers suggest, I think, is that there is a potential for him to have that impact, but he hasn't had it yet. To what extent, historically, by historically I mean you know, as long as you've been covering the game anyway, uh, which is historical enough for me. Um, 
does the do the fortunes of party leaders mirror or have an impact, an appreciable impact on the performance of the parties? People talked, I remember, at the in when Bertie O'Hearn was in his pomp about there being about politics becoming a bit more presidential with a with a small p, but it being more about media and the the leader. But Fine Gael has arguably had one of its most successful electoral passages under Enda Kenny, a leader who most people thought was not necessarily much of an asset. Uh, the answer, I think, is that it, it depends at what level uh, what level they're operating. Uh, that is to say, is a leader running uh, far ahead of his party in terms of satisfaction? And at the moment, we see obviously a huge differential between the approval of Leo Varadkar and approval of his government and party support of his uh, and party support for for Fine Gael. What that suggests is that there are people to whom he can possibly talk at, to his own political profit. Interestingly, Michal Martin tends to run a bit ahead of his uh, of his party as well, though not so spectacularly. Uh, Jerry Adams uh, a bit ahead of his party, but the impact of of Adams because he has such high negatives amongst other um, other sections of the electorate tends to operate uh, as a sort of a ceiling or at least a downward pressure on um, uh, on 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 his support on Sinn Féin's support. So uh, there isn't a simple answer. Uh, to uh, to your question, but I suppose intuitively, everybody would be able to uh, everybody would be able to grasp the fact that it's better to have a really popular leader sure. than it is to have uh, an unpopular leader. I suppose the question is, you know, also when uh, when we go into the polling booths, when an election arises, to to what extent an Irish voter, and we have a very particular type of electoral system here, is voting for a Taoiseach, and to what extent they're voting for. Their local TD. Yeah, there's always a mixture of uh, of motivations. The local tends to be more important than um, uh, than the national for a greater proportion of Irish voters than would be typical elsewhere. So you know, you look at post election surveys, and they would tend to suggest that the the biggest number of uh, of voters vote for someone to represent the local area, but their choice is framed by the national uh, political debate as well. So, for instance. Uh, you know, Michal Martin is generally reckoned to have had a very good election campaign last time. That gave energy, certainly, to the motor of uh, behind uh, behind Fianna Fáil's election uh, election campaign. Those sort of things make differences, perhaps uh, at the margins, but in a system so structurally tight as the Irish electoral system, where a couple of hundred votes can make all the difference, these sort of marginal advantages can become decisive. And I suppose finally, I mean, for Leo Varadkar, obviously this is a nice number to see uh, over his breakfast yesterday, but it's also crucial really to his political project, isn't it? Because his self-presentation to the Fine Gael party and one of the reasons why he won uh, the leadership was because he said he could do this, that he could speak more directly to the country and to young people in a way that would have a positive impact on Fine Gael's prospects at the next election. Yeah, that was that was certainly um, his pitch. He was, you know, people were talking about the, you know, that he would give them the Heineken effect. He could reach the, you know, reach the parts that uh, other leaders um, couldn't. What this poll suggests, I think, is that there might be something to that, that he does give them an appeal. Are certainly sufficient numbers of the electorate or sufficient proportions of the electorate 
are open to hearing something from him. They're a bit interested in him. They approve of him, you know, to a degree unusual in Irish politics across party lines, and they're willing to hear what he has to say. But in terms of of a substantial, lasting effect on politics and on political support, he hasn't done that yet. And I think that that window of opportunity for him will not last forever. And that's why the budget next week, which is, you know, perhaps the greatest opportunity for political communication in the calendar, I think is important for him. Pat, thanks for coming in. And that's it for this edition of Inside Politics. Thanks very much to Pat Leahy for joining us today. Thanks also to our producer, Declan Conlon. Uh, you can find us on irishtimes.com slash podcast or you can subscribe via iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can always email me at hlinahan at irishtimes.com or tweet me at hlinahan. But until the next time, goodbye and thanks very much indeed for listening. 